0: Well, 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 looky here, Coons. It's <laughs> another BA chat. <laughs> you believe that? I do believe it. And this is a podcast you can't really looky, but <laughs> herey, it's a great herey. statement. <laughs> 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 Welcome to BA Chats. We're so glad that you are listening to this fantastic podcast. We want you to know what BA Chats is here for and why we exist. Number one is because we know that the word testimony means do it again, God. And so lots of stories are going to happen. You're going to hear lots of great things, and it's an invitation for you to say, do it again, God in me. However you want to do it, I'm ready, but I just know you're going to do it. That is one of the reasons why we're here.
1: And then also Bethel Atlanta Chats exists because... This is a great group of people. When Kevin yeah. and I, when we came here, it was on the wings of, like, risk and adventure. I mean, we had never <laughs> stepped out as much, you know. When we came here, we were like, we've got the wildest story. We're like Jesus pioneers. And then we got here and started sharing our story. And I'm like, oh it's every single person here <laughs> like, from every corner of the country seriously. and beyond. What are you doing here? I don't know. God said to come. Anyway, so just beautiful stories. And we wanted to share them. Jesus is just doing beautiful things in folks. And so yeah.
0: and you got to know the gold that's in our body because boy, howdy, there's a lot of it. And mm-hmm. we're so grateful.
1: And tonight to yes, we have a gal. She's so easy to <laughs> see the gold and pull the gold out of. Sam Medlin, welcome. Hello. We love you. Oh, guys, I want to
2: make it to T shirt that says the things you say. <laughs> like, boy howdy. And, and boy. G- Jesus is doing good things in folks. Like I and folks, put yeah. that on a t shirt. Sure, this should. is us
1: after having worked on not doing so many. Sometimes <laughs> I look up, I'm like, oh my gosh. We haven't spoken clearly in minutes. It's just all like one metaphor and one silly southern something to the next. That's shocking. We went two minutes this time, babe.
2: (laughs) I love it so much. I love you guys.
1: Well, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, we're doing so well. Thank you for coming. Yeah, of course. I love this. Well, this is not the first time Sam's Mm -hmm. been, so you guys remember, she was such a blessing last time she was here. We asked her to come back because Sam is a rich rich, deep, well. I just, yeah. I like a lot about you, Sam Medlin, oh. but one of the things that I like about you is there's just always something, there's a beautiful perspective forming and, and out of your mouth yeah, just so all the good. time. I mean, you see so clearly and so yes. I, I appreciate your wisdom and I appreciate your experience and, and we just want to hear about it tonight on BA Chats.
2: Thanks, Rach. That's awesome. You you say the greatest things to me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> my uh, number one love language is words of affirmation, and you just, you and Jen Stockman just like every day just like throwing throwing gold in my my bucket of love. Oh, that's just feeling so that. So good. I, I appreciate that so much. But, um,
1: yeah. Well, I'm excited tonight. We're going to talk about worship. Yeah. And this is something, Ooh. Sam is a worshiper, and I don't even think that it came up the last time that you came onto the chat, is that Probably right? Probably
2: not, no, yeah.
1: Okay, we are excited because we've had the honor of being in worship mm-hmm. while Sam was leading it, and Sam, you're just a powerful leader. Thanks. Yeah, you are. It's just, we, <laughs> we love to experience it with you. So when did this happen? Like, yeah. when did you? When do you feel first called? When did you, that fire mm-hmm. start burning? We were like, oh, I like this stuff they call <laughs> worship.
2: <laughs> um, so... Well, I mean, not to sound like super cheesy or stereotypical, but I, I honestly can't remember the first time. I feel like it's been my whole life. Oh, that's beautiful. And yeah. I um, I, mean, I, grew, I grew up going to church. My family, you know, grew up going to a small Baptist church, was, you know, dreaming of one day being in the choir. And um, we started going to North Point when I was 10 years old, uh, I think. And I was a part of the Upstreet Kids and there wasn't... Really worship in the, the Upstreet up Kids. Upstreet Kids? What are the, the Upstreet Kids? their elementary school. They, they like name all their like ages of stuff. So elementary school up is Upstreet. Up or it was. I don't know what it is anymore. But elementary school is Upstreet. Middle school was the attic, I think. Oh, that's high school was oh, inside yeah. out. That's fun. Um, It was great. It was the best. So yeah, Upstreet didn't have, like, it, it wasn't, um like, a true, like, service that we're used to now with, like, worship and then a message. And it didn't get like that until, like, middle school and high school. And I remember just, like, dreaming about one day where that was a thing, and um, when I, uh, I think I think it was when I was 10, like, still around that time, um, North Point did a live recording of Shout to the Lord Kids. Oh, oh yes. And I'm on that album. <laughs> I mean, in the choir, but still. It was so much fun. Like, I, when they told us about it, you had to, like, get a permission slip, and your parents had to sign off and bring what you in, in, this whole, in this whole thing. But I, like, my tiny little 10-year-old self was so excited about it. i am going to be. <laughs> I literally was like, this is awesome. I mean, I I would like sit up all night. They gave us like a, like a demo CD to like learn all the songs and know them really well, like mm-hmm. at home and then come back wow. and we do more. And oh man, I got to find that CD somewhere. It was so amazing. So that I like very clearly, remember feeling so moved and so excited about that experience. Wow. And it's just always been in me, you know, I've always loved it. I was always in chorus. I, um, really wanted to be like the next Reba McIntyre for a long time, <laughs> which is a great goal. Which is a great goal. I love country. I like know, that's like where so I started. Like worship growing up in the church, but like country music it's is like so fun. I know it's so strange. I feel like <laughs> people people meet me and they're like, huh? But it's so true. Like I love I love country. My first concert was Lone Star and Martina McBride at the Fox. Oh wow! Was oh, my that's first so great. concert, and I was I cried. My dad was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "You're overwhelmed." I I Loved it so, anyway, oh, wow, I, it's just it's always been so there. so always yeah.
1: great. I yeah. love this. So, I have to ask and then we'll get on. Uh-huh. What did you guys sing on Shout to the Lord, kids? Oh
2: curious. man, we sang Shout to the Lord,
1: oh, that, right. was, that was, the title. was where it was I was the going. Song. Oh, best song ever!
2: Oh man, this is digging deep in the archives to figure <laughs> yes. out. Yes, you song know what? I heard that it's Shout um, to the Lord. I'm fine now. Shout shout to the the Lord what was I was on there. like, please, um, shout to the Lord. I'm like hearing another one in my head and I can't. It makes me they want to look, all it such look it up. It I won't look it up. No, that was on. It was all, it was all um, North Point okay, artists North, okay, for the most gotcha. part. Slash, like you know, praise and worship, right. and Michael mm-hmm. W. Smith, and like those those kind of songs. Gotcha. Um, it was phenomenal. Open the eyes, of my heart, Lord. Oh, it was on it. Yeah, what a song. Oh,
1: that man, the Lord's good in every generation. It's so good, he really is. I know. So you just always loved it. When did you start thinking, I think I might want to do this? Like I with my I wanna lead. Like I might yeah. want to do this with my life.
2: Yeah, I um am a weird person. I <laughs> like have this thing in me where like I almost can't not lead a situation. That's this, great. Like, this like leadership thing in me, it's good some sometimes it's not great. And I had to learn over my life, like, hey, you don't always have to do that. You know, so that was okay. like a growth thing. But At the same time, I'm also like terrified of being noticed, even though I want it. You know what I'm saying? Like that feels like this constant battle in me. Yeah. And um, so so like middle school, high school, you know, youth teams, you know, North Point didn't really. um, It wasn't like a situation where like you audition and lead worship for your peers. We were led by like much older people in the church. And so that was never really a thing. So we had FCA at my high school.
1: Oh, great.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. And um And so I led FCA and um, had an experience where I started what I know now as experiencing what it's like to kind of worship in the prophetic and in spontaneous in a moment, like when you feel like you're...
1: At FCA. At
2: FCA. Right. Um, but oh. it was not uh, like sh- the vibe that people were going for, like the leadership that was, you know, leading our FCA was going for. And I think people just get scared when they don't know sure. what sure. to do it's with different. stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But I felt, you know, my little 16 year old self felt very sad, very shut down and and was just communicated to pretty strongly like, hey, like you don't um, have the right to speak for God, you know, like you don't have the right to say what you think he's saying, which is like the opposite of (laughs) everything we do here. (laughs) And truth, you know, like, oh, I I can prophesy in part and I can hear him and so can you and so can you. And um, anyway, so I felt very, you know, just kind of like shut me down. And um, when you're 16, 17 and processing emotions and who you are and identity and insecurities and whatever and i na- I already have that kind of tendency within myself in like fear to just kind of like shut down you know okay. i just like clo- put it in a closet locked the key never went back to it so oh, wow. from when i was 16 until i was like 22 okay probably wow 21 22 i like never sang again Wow. no one, no one in my life. Like at that point in my life, when I was like 21, 22, my like close friends didn't know that I could, like wow. nobody knew that I could even sing. Um, just kind of like shut it off. Never went after it again. And it wasn't just that one moment. It was, you know, of course a process of insecurities and the sure. anime, the enemy, just loves to build a case and oh make yeah. it look like, Oh yeah, shut down. Never sing again. That's a mm-hmm. good idea. You know? So I did. And, um, then when I graduated college, I was working at a church in, um, Snellville, and one of my friends was, like, one of the main leaders for their youth, and he was like, hey, do you want to come, like, BGV with me one morning, and, like, maybe lead a song, or lead, like, a chorus of a song, or something, and I was like, you know what, yeah, and he was like, okay, and I was like, let's <laughs> do it, and I, to this day, don't know why I said yes, <laughs> yeah. because literally, everything in me was like, rang, rang, no, don't do it, <laughs> and I was just like, you know what, yeah, and I did it, and it, and it woke something up in me again, you know, and it was still scary, oh, and I was beautiful. still so insecure, and so afraid, and, you know, but... It felt like it was like this little like like door opening of something that I'd shut a long time ago that had wanted to come out. You know, Um, that's beautiful. How did it go? It was it was good. It was fine. know, it wasn't bad by any means. I I really honestly don't remember. I remember walking off stage and like wanting to throw up and like, yeah, just because it felt like all this stuff just like came out in me that like had wanted to for so long, and so um, that was probably like fall ish time. So then in. January. So Grace does this thing every year called watch week. Um, the first week of every year where the church is open for like 24 hours, seven days a week for prayer. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. there's always like staff or like security on, That's on, great. on side and you can go in and pray. And it, it was amazing. And I was living there at the time. Um,
1: so this is a Grace Midtown. Snellville Oh,
2: okay. Snellville okay, is, the, Grace, is the mother church. of all gotcha, the Grace yep. Snellville. so It's in Snellville, Georgia. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was living with my aunt and uncle who lived there and go there and, um, interning for their college ministry. I, uh, went to go pray there one night and, um, there was this room where you are supposed to, um, like pick up, uh, like one of these like little pieces of paper that like was like, Hey, you know, make eye contact with yourself in the mirror and ask yourself this question. And like, it didn't say this, but basically it was like, get uncomfortable for a second to like be very present in this moment and ask, ask the Lord something. And it was very uncomfortable. So I did it and I like sat there forever and felt like I heard nothing. And I got like really, I mean, I sat there for so long. Finally was like, okay, good try God. I'm done. Let's, let's go. And I like go to stand up and I make eye contact with myself. And I heard like these, these few specific things so powerfully. And um, one of the things he said was that I was going to lead, worship to nations wow and at that time as you know i hadn't really sung out loud except for that one time months before since i was 16 years old and i was like how okay how (laughs) (laughs) you know like how did that what do you mean yeah and um that was kind of like in like looking back in my life that was like holy spirit kicked the door up and was like let's go or you know let's do this let's we're ready um so it just kind of has all unfolded ever since
1: then what happened after that
2: um, so uh, nothing for a long time. Okay. And I was, it just kind of felt like, okay, you gave me that seed. Now what? You know, like it's in there. I trust you. That didn't sound like me for sure. So what do you have to say right. about that? You know? And, um, so nothing happened for a really long time. So that was like in January. So then in like April I had moved at that point, I had moved into Atlanta okay. and lived in my first house with roommates, a bunch of, a bunch of great girls, um, around the West side of town. And, a friend of mine was going to the School of Worship in Reading. Um it's like a two-week summer thing that they do. Um it's called Worship You now. Right. Yeah. Um it was called Bethel School of Worship at the time, I think. And anyway, so we were um he was going to that and he was like, You should come with me. And it was um the guy that played drums the morning that my friend was like, Hey, come BGV with me. So okay. he, they had become two good, like friends of mine. And they were like, Yeah, we're both gonna go, like we should do it. And I was like, Okay, great. Yeah, you know what, why not? And I was like, even if nothing comes of it like I'm just I'm saying yes to this thing that I feel like was wow. said to me so yeah let's go and I it love this and honestly I'm a very logical person so sometimes I look back at that moment and I'm like why did I do that
1: I don't know it made good sense it made good sense. I mean when you hear the Lord you hear the Lord yeah. right
2: and so as so I go and like um mm. a few like weeks before we leave um I'm at Grace Midtown at a service and this guy who was actually a student at um Bassem at the time and I didn't know Beth Atlanta existed oh Um, Was sitting next to me and um, they had like encouraged us to like talk to each other during like some ministry time and worship. And he um, was like, um, Hey, I've got, I I saw a picture of you. And at the time, I didn't, I was not familiar with this culture. So I was like, Where? where'd you see it? I'm like thinking he's like, I right. saw a printed photo a of you photograph. or I saw like, a photo of you online. And I was like, okay, what, where? And I'm like getting kind of nervous. Like, where'd you see a picture <laughs> of me? You know? And he's like, I saw his picture of you. And he, he looks at me and he goes, you're, you're an artist. And I went, no, cause I'm, I, I'm creative, but I don't paint. I don't draw like not, right. even, not even kind of. And I was like, no, <laughs> I just said no to him. And he was like, uh, okay, well, let me just tell you what I see. And I was like, okay, like really confused. <laughs> and he, um, which like, I'm gonna do a little asterisk here, ministry school students or anybody working in prophetic thing. ministry. It's always good to give context of like, hey, um, I see this picture in my mind of what I feel like God is telling me about you. Can I tell you about right. it? Yeah. <laughs> I was you're, about to
1: do the same <laughs> I was like, huh? the teachers, it has come out. <laughs> so, so what forward. we do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so anyways, he was like, let me just tell you what I see. And I was like, okay, sir, what's your name? And, um, he was like, I see you standing on stage leading worship to thousands of people, like a huge arena. And as you're singing, like, um, people like written words are coming out of your mouth and you're grabbing them and you're painting a picture with them. That's why I thought I was an artist and you're painting a picture with them and you don't understand what it means, but who you're singing to is seeing the picture and it knows they know exactly what it means. Um, and I was like, okay <laughs> oh a picture yeah and he was like okay, uh, he was gotcha. like all these people of like different languages are able to um see what you're painting and they know exactly what it means and he was like different nations different languages like all these people are able to like understand what you're what you're singing even though wow. you're making it happen and you may not even understand it and I was like okay Sam, that's yeah. beautiful so like a few weeks later I'll even go to the school of worship and it it was just another one of those moments that felt like, okay, the Holy Spirit's like, let's kick this door open and, and go Sam, after it.
1: I-, I love that, honestly, it just yeah. took a couple of things. Yeah. I mean, you have that <laughs> word in the, in, when you were praying, and then you have somebody that gave you a picture, mm-hmm. and then you're <laughs> off. Yeah. Great. Well, how did it go in Reading?
2: Um, it was, wow, great.
1: Phenomenal. S-
2: so many things happened, and a, a, 15% of it had to do with worship for me. <laughs>
1: isn't that the way
2: but it was so powerful because all the things that kind of like died in me and like I let go of and process through while I was there was almost like that was everything that was holding me back from wow really like being like no I I, you said I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do it and you know like all these like performance thing all these things were just dying off and and I love the way they they structured the school was beautiful because not every single time you sat down and listened to a speaker was it about Worship, so to speak, you sure. know, yeah. it was about, about some, singing, yes, exactly, right. it was just it was about like all these different beautiful everything we teach all our core values, like honor and um identity, and like God is good, and you know going after all these things, and so all this all this stuff just like died in me, that was so powerful, and I remember like a few months after when I got home, I was like, didn't hey, do a lot of worship." <laughs> <laughs> It me personally. Like they they had like classes that like you could go in and do a songwriting class. And if you had a song that you already wrote that you wanted to perform for Brian, Amanda and a few other people, like you could, and they would give you feedback. And it was great. Like there was beautiful stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I like sat in on a a guitar class. <laughs> do you play? No. I mean, <laughs> I know G C and D, y'all. All right. That's all, that's all I got. That's okay? all you need, baby. That's a guitarist, all you need. Okay. So all this guy, one of their his name uh, is JP. I think his name is JP. Anyway, he plays there still, and he he was, like, teaching a, an elective on on guitar. He was like, so guitarists, like, sign up for this class. Come in here. And there was, like, open room, and I was like, I'm going to go. I want to sit in there. Everybody had their guitar and, like, their <laughs> pedals and, like, their setup. And I'm in the back, and he's like, uh, are, you, are you in the right class? <laughs> and I was like yep yeah i am and he was like do you play guitar and i was like ah no and i was like i i know it makes no sense and i was like if you know someone needs to be in here and i'm taking a spot let me know and he was like no there's plenty of room i was just curious and i was like no i just feel like i'm supposed to be in here (laughs) and i learned so much like the things that he was teaching i just feel like i i just received like so much from that class so there was all sorts of stuff that i felt like didn't have anything to do practically exactly with my area of worship but i I feel like but I gained got free. I gained so much and got so free of so much when I was there. Yeah. Well,
1: how much does that have to do with worship? Good grief. Yeah. So I mean, freedom.
2: Much. Yeah. What in
1: the world? Okay. So you came back to Atlanta and then did, did you start leading, actually singing?
2: I did because Great. so that ended in July. I came back to Atlanta and started first year in September. How was it? Great. So this
1: is actually <laughs> the first time that you're leading. Yeah. So, okay.
2: so first year, you know, the way that worship happened at the Um, school then was you had auditions and so we like towards the beginning of the year we had worship auditions and I made the team and just went through a whole big clunky process all year just learning technical things practical things continuing to have things kind of die off in me that need to die off and yeah it was it was great it was a great experience
1: great and so you're leading worship were you thinking this is the dream this is the dream
2: yeah um there were parts of me that felt that way but I looking back now I can I can name that it was still stuff that needed to die off sure, like sure. and big big things for me were like um like performance and identity great being wrapped up in like value you know and like all that kind speak of speak
1: into that for people that yeah. are leading That's worship their are listening because yeah. it's just huge
2: totally yeah it so i i'm a very high achiever like i feel really good when i like have a task and i do the task and i do the task well and the task sometimes can be a performance right and I, and I I was a competitive cheerleader growing up. I don't know if you guys knew that about me, yeah, <laughs> but hard. I was. We, Are you
1: kidding? I love your little <laughs> okay. cheers. You still do. Yes. Competitive cheerleaders still are doing
2: their cheers. It's yep. in me, ingrained in me. Um, and so I was very like performance driven, right? Sure. Like we would compete and be scored on how well we performed. Like that was You like, were
1: trained to perform, trained to compete, which totally. is a great skill.
2: Totally. Yeah. And it was wonderful and I loved it, but. Um so anyway, so that was just in me in a lot of different ways. And uh so so yeah, so a lot of that kinda had to die off of me. And the Lord is just so generous and sweet and loving and wonderful and um likes to really kinda uh, set up situations where we have a choice to to grow or to not.
1: That's
2: great. <laughs> and um I had opportunities a, one to the next to the next. Yes, the next. yes. And but it's beautiful. So I, I had a few different moments that Um, I didn't, it's like, I wasn't able to identify those things were in me until you're in a situation where you're squeezed, you know? And so I, um, got asked, a friend of mine asked me, um, to come sing the national anthem at his 5k (laughs) (laughs) Lucas, if you're listening to this, I love you. (laughs) I don't know if you know how impactful this moment was for me but oh, wow um it was bad rachel
1: impactful like a tooth gets impacted like yes, that
2: like that <laughs> um so what happened? i grew up singing the national anthem at sports games and like all sorts oh. of stuff and you know so it, it, it was like he asked me like hey we're doing a 5k you want to come sing and i was like yeah why not like it literally is like in my back pocket yeah i totally got it and i have a, obviously a lower voice so i never uh I would always do it um, a cappella and then pick whatever key I wanted to start in and go oh, from there, right? That's Which not an easy piece. It's, it's not. But I had but done it so much. I was like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Sure, sure. So, <laughs> so I go to the 5K, and I'm like wearing all black, like I do every day of my life. And I like look, you know, I got my sunglasses on. I like walk up, and there's like thousands of people at this thing. And they had like a little prop stage, and... And Lucas is just like the greatest person and he's such a celebrator. So like everybody we met, he was like, This is Sam, she's amazing, she's wonderful, she's a beautiful she's a beautiful singer. And I was we like, We all
1: need a Lucas in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: uh oh, he's the best. Um, and so anyway, so his I think his brother maybe or his friend or someone like introduces me and but it was like kind of like a weird, awkward thing where it was like, oh, do I walk up now? And so there was just all this like, you know, like when those things happen, right. you mm-hmm. just get nervous. Yeah. And there were just this like weird little anxiety moments. And then I tripped going up the stairs <gasps> as per oh, yeah. usual to myself. And <laughs> I, so that so I'm just kind of like, so my whole, my, my body kind of tightens and sure. your voice does too. When that happens, yeah, sure. like, you know, and that messes with, you're able to you're like your ability to like breathe and start where you want to start. And so anyway, the first note that came out of my na- my mouth, I knew I started too high. I knew it. It was like, oh, no, well, it's and I'm having this at like, I mean, you it just, like it's over it an just goes up <laughs> yeah. forever and ever. And forever and ever, yeah. up to the
1: stars.
2: <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, no. So, I mean, I'm having this whole dialogue in my head while this is happening. <laughs> and I just know what I know it. And so finally I get to when the rockets red glare, right, and nothing comes out. Oh, it's like Sam. it's like a whisper, <laughs> like nothing. OK. And I'm like, oh no. oh no. And so it's like time just like slowed oh, yeah. down. Okay. Yeah. And I was able to have this like somehow like kind of long discussion in my brain of like, okay, I have two choices. I can keep going and just run away from here when this is done. Or I could I could start over or I could go back to that part. And I don't know why I chose to mid-nations anthem, like mm-hmm. middle of the <laughs> anthem of our nation. Uh, stop and and on the microphone <laughs> look out and go oh, let's try that again and just go back to and the rocket's <laughs> right there. Like, I literally just said, oh, let's try that again and, like, try to be funny. But it was one of those moments where everybody already felt so uncomfortable that, like, nobody could laugh. So I'm, like, I'm trying to diffuse <laughs> the situation with humor. And, like, this guy in front of me had taken his hat off and it just it's was like kind of, like, hiding his head in and, and his hat. And these reverent patriotic oh Americans my gosh. like, what? I was like, what am I doing? And so, so I do it. And it's not this, like, powerful, like, you know, fireworks. I, like, falsetto all the way through. And it's like, no, 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 you know. And, but I do it and I get to the end and literally the guy in the front that had his hat kind of hiding his head just kind of starts slow clapping, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and people kind of like, yeah, okay, right, <laughs> Ooh, okay, great, let's run the race and, and Lucas comes up and he's like, all right, and he's so good at like rallying and anyway, I literally was like, oh. My what, just, what happened? just happened? And so he is like the greatest human ever. So he's like, oh, "Great job!" And I'm like, "Were you here? <laughs> were you there for? What were you doing? You weren't listening. What's Where you?" And so, so I, I, you know, I say goodbye, whatever, and I, I leave, and I go get in my car to drive home. And what would normally have been like a moment of terror where like everything was closing in and I'm like losing my vision and like freaking out and having a panic attack? <laughs> like what normally just, see my oh. <laughs> just like like tunnel, you know, it's it not, all goes gray oh, and speckly yeah. and you yeah, pass yeah. out. <laughs> I instead of that, which is what like a norm would have been for like 16-year-old Samantha, you know sure. what I mean? Like even like 18-year-old Samantha, 21 sure. 21-year-old Samantha. <laughs> I was 20, I think, three at this point. And um, it was so was so funny I just start laughing and I just that's felt crazy. so free I just felt this like thing break off of me where wow. I was like oh man I'm free of performance like it just oh, it was so cool. amazing so I'm like I'm like crying but because I'm laughing so hard like I couldn't I felt so much joy I could wow. not get over how funny I thought it was and how just like joyful I was in that moment even when like I yeah, normally this would make me say, Okay, yeah, cool, I'm done, never gonna sing again, throw it back in that closet, lock the door. Performance would yeah. have yes. told you that, to do that. Oh, that is helpful
1: yeah. to understand. Is yeah. quitting like that often attached to performance, do you think? When oh, that I thing think so. because I yeah. I don't know anybody who's done anything that at some point you weren't like, I will never do that again. Yeah. Like, father, I just embarrassed you and me and we're done here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so you. sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah. is that performance that's ministering that to us?
2: I think so. Wow. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I totally think it's a lie. It's like an expectation lie that like how, you know, homeboy in the front with his hat hiding his face feels about me is how I should feel about myself, you know? And that would be your
1: defining performance. Yeah. Oh, this is a great look at performance. (laughs) Okay, so what should we, what were the thoughts you were thinking that were so healthy that like manifested joy, like you released joy instead?
2: Totally. I think it, uh, I just that it's almost like I expected the, like, you know, the monster, the lie of like, this is what this adds to your rap sheet of who you are. Do you know what I mean? To come up and tell me that. Mm -hmm. And it didn't. And so I, with that space to breathe, was able to declare the truth when I knew oh, that lies coming. So before it even gets here, I'm going to call it away, you know, before it even gets here, I'm going to say, that has nothing to do with who I am.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That That has nothing to do with who I am. And then in that reality, that made space for you to be happy and just see it for what it was as, mm-hmm. Oh wow, that was a fluke. I've done this a hundred times. Totally. That's not me. Yeah. Whoa. So freedom. Yeah.
2: Granted, I have not and not because I, I've run from it, but I was I'm not given the opportunity to sing the National Anthem <laughs> since then. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna find some reason to ask you to do this. Sam. Honestly, I'll be like, Sam Children's <laughs> Church. Will you please you come <laughs> open Kingdom Kids with the please.
2: Anthem, Sam? Years ago, we, Kids Olympics. Kids Olympics. We themed <laughs> yeah. the end of the year party for Bassum every year, and one year it was homecoming themed and we had a powder puff football game. Oh yeah. And yes. we were like, Oh, we need someone to sing the National Anthem, and I felt it. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like <laughs> I'm over it. Performance is dead, but I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's i did not volunteering. I ain't doing, doing it.
2: It was great.
1: Okay, uh, so free from performance—that yeah. was definitely part of your your journey and yes. your process being yeah. a worship leader. Mm-hmm. And has it maintained? How have you maintained it? That's a good question.
2: Yeah, it's. Um, I think self-awareness is when we deal with like lies and things like that that I feel like they just like steal our voice and steal like who we are. I think so often we don't realize that. Um, we a little bit do it to ourselves, uh, uh, for whatever reason, like human condition with the enemy, whatever, like we, we a little bit do it to ourselves. And, um, so that self-awareness and keeping people in your life that can be like healthy mirrors to you helpful in in a thing that you're doing that scares you is so helpful because, um, like I, I was leading in second year, one year and maybe, maybe it was there. I can't remember. And I asked Blake, um, who sees in the spirit to, to watch me in worship and tell me what he saw because I just felt like that thing was trying to grip my voice. Like it had been a few months of like, why do I feel like I'm having to try, uh, like push really, really, really hard through something I'm feeling to the point where like I, it's making me want to say to myself, oh man, I can't get past this thing in me so I probably shouldn't lead worship for a while. You know, like it felt like a lie yeah. trying to get me to stop. And so I was like, I want him to look at me and like tell me what he sees in the spirit. And he saw me, in these like wooden um uh gallows, you know, like where your head oh, like oh at yeah. the the park where you like put your picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um where like my head and my hands were in this thing and there was this thing around my neck and gallows of shame. It was yeah and it was it had chains on it or whatever. And he goes, uh but and so I saw that and he's like but I looked at the the stage and it wasn't actually um like being held down or chained down excuse me. And mm-hmm. uh and he was like yeah there was like nothing holding it down like no like demons like no nothing you know like it was just it was just there like you could have you could have walked up with it and, and walked away but it was attached to you and I was like well what is what do you think like that means like and he was like well I asked Holy Spirit like oh well what's going on like how'd that get there and he just very like like a father very lovingly just said oh I, I think she put it there you know like I think I think she's actually in that thing I think she put herself in there because there's nothing holding there's no like outside force lie whatever that's like holding it down saying like you're stuck here i'm not being tormented like he was like i think like talk to holy spirit like you you maybe put yourself there and i was like it it like blew my mind i was like oh my gosh i did you know and the second like of just that that mirror kind of being being turned and placed and being able to see like oh i think i'm choosing to walk in this it just felt like the whole thing blew up and you know um so i think that self-awareness piece of knowing like, okay, this is my, this is my thing and I'm going to kill this giant and then another giant's going to come up and that's not supposed to defeat us. That's supposed to say, okay, I killed that giant. So now I have this key and now I'm going to kill this giant. and I'm going to have this key. Oh, that's well, good. You that's know. helpful. Yeah. And it, I think we like here, like we feel defeated by thinking something like, Oh man, I'll always deal with this. But sometimes that's freedom to know, like, not like in a, Oh, I'll always deal with this like negative way. But like, this is my thing. Like I'm going to kill this because yep. My children won't deal with it, and because right. every every single time I meet a person that has the same giant on their land, I want to give them all the keys that I've received from it, you know, right. and just be committed to that growth. And I watch, um, I watch this YouTuber <laughs> named Tati, uh, Tati Westbrook, and she's a makeup artist, and she's just really inspirational and really wonderful. Anyway, I was watching her the other <laughs> day, and she said this thing where she was like every time, like this dream that I've had to like – Be a makeup artist and make these products that are, um, you know, all natural. And, like, she, like, works out with probiotics and she has, like, a supplement business and all this stuff and really cares about wellness and health. And she was like, I'd pick up the bat and I'd swing and I'd swing a million times before I made one hit. And she was like, and I think the thing that people do with a dream is they just give up and put the bat down. But you're never supposed to put the bat down, you know. And it like felt Absolutely. like I was like, ooh, like it just like hit me. I was sure. like, yeah, like you never put the bat down, you know, because wow. you're going to if it's a dream, you know, Chris Valentin says the dogs of doom bark at the door of destiny. Yeah. You know, if it's that dream, it's that destiny, it's that thing that you're going after. Um, It's going to sound scary on the other side all the time because yeah. you have to go after it. You know, you're never supposed to put the bat down.
1: You know, recently I was meditating on in studying David because he's just my super favorite. So King yeah. David. I
0: thought I was your super favorite. You're my super <laughs> favorite. Sweetie. Oh, oh, Bible character. Okay. <laughs> A person. You know,
1: that Goliath, uh, when he defeated that Goliath, he went from somebody who no one knew, nobody mm-hmm. knew his name. Now, he, he was seen in the eyes of the Lord for sure. Like, he had been working it out with the Lord. He had been building a relationship with the Lord, but he was nobody. He was a total zero. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just came up with a funny thing. He went from a zero <laughs> to, to a hero, hero. in one.
0: <laughs> that'll preach, that was an accident. That'll I heard preach.
1: it coming in my imagination. But he the went anointing
0: from... <laughs> of Joel Osteen right there.
1: <laughs> he went from no identity, no name, to a national hero mm-hmm. by defeating one giant, mm-hmm. and it helps us. We need to see our giants that way. About no, this is this is like a rite of passage. This is mm-hmm. a, there's so much promotion on this other side. Yeah, and I'm not talking about fame. I'm talking about right. wow. I mean, whatever it is, living, right. um, freedom, joy. I mean, just living. Good mm-hmm. living is yeah. on the other side of the things that we have to overcome. So they're nothing to avoid.
2: Yeah, man, good, we fame. need
1: to like head hey, David picked up his, his five stones, his grace, and he mm-hmm. ran out at Goliath, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, I think,
2: I think when it comes to dreams and, like, callings and, like, things you have on your life, destinies that are, like, great and huge, and maybe they involve amplification from a stage, but maybe they don't, Right, you know, they don't have to look like that. I think we forget about all the thousands of people along the way that we have the opportunity to connect with and empower and show them the kingdom, um, even as we go after that dream and swing about a million times and maybe hit it once, you know, and I think hitting it. So like for me, worship, like swinging about and like hitting it doesn't always look like being on stage with a microphone in front of my face. Yeah. You know, talk that hit doesn't always this. look like that. Cause yeah. this has
1: been your, this is what the Holy Spirit's been ministering to you lately. Is that right? Yeah. He's been talking to you about it because, because you are leading worship mm-hmm. and you are on the stage and you've got your microphone, but that's not all that it is. And I yeah. love to hear you talk about this. Yeah. So fill that out for us.
2: Totally. Yeah. I, um, I heard a testimony recently. I think it was from Sean Bowles, where he was talking about this young kid that was an actor who lived out in Southern California. And I hope I don't butcher this and get it totally wrong. But <laughs> what I, what I heard was um, that he, you know, was going with his with his parent to an audition, and he's at the audition, and the kid, another kid auditioning for the part that he also wanted, had the flu. And he's like, "Hey, like, I want, I'm, you know, I forget if his mom or his dad, I want to go pray for that kid that has the flu." And the parents like, "Okay, well, um, you could. I want you to totally do that. You know, just kind of like." Uh, lovingly coaching and parenting them through a situation of like, you know, ask yourself, is it honoring the environment? Do you think that's going to like, how are people feeling about that? You know, asking good questions. And, and he's like, yeah, you know, I hear all that, but I, I want to go pray for him. And so uh-huh. he's like, okay, go pray. So he goes and prays for the kid that has the flu. He gets healed on the spot immediately. What? And then that's that awesome. kid goes into his audition and he gets the part. Right. Wow. And so the guy comes out, not the kid that prayed, the kid that was sick goes in and gets the, gets the part. And, um, they, you know, they come out and like, all right, thank you. We like made our decision. And, they go home and the parent you know is like all right how you feeling about that like you feeling okay like you didn't get the part and you prayed for the kid and the one you prayed for got the part and and he said you know I, I, yeah this this is my calling like acting's my calling that's what i want to go after but like that that kid is my destiny like these wow. people that i meet along the way are my destiny and i was like oh my god like it just like felt like it like woke that thing up in me that as as we go after this thing like sure worships my calling and maybe that looks like one day writing an album and having it go somewhere and like maybe sure making money from it or whatever, but maybe it doesn't and and everything along the way, every single like step, we take, not to sound like cheesy, but, you know, every movie we make, every step we take, <laughs> I have taken <in> you. <laughs> but, um, you know, but that was on the album. Every, every
1: yeah.
0: I was just about it to start be singing. It should on every
1: album. It should be on every album. That was That a good was
2: one. on Shout to the did, Lord Kids. It was. We did
0: that one forever. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway,
2: like, uh, as we step along in this process, like, that, like, he prayed for that kid who had the flu and he got healed on the spot. And then that kid got favor and promotion. And that is swinging the base, the baseball bat and hitting something in, in a moment when you're going wow. after your call. That's like, pretty helpful. That's so powerful. Um, and we, you know, I think we are so much of like a rewards um, being seen affirmation kind of culture that like, it only feels valuable if my voice is heard to a thousand people at once by being amplified on a microphone or by being seen and known or, you know what that's I mean? Good. Yeah like we attach so much value with that. So, so Vanessa Hale, who's the worship director here, mm-hmm. she's one of my best friends. And and we like first for years have been talking about like, okay, how do we blow that up? How do we break that? Of like someone, you know, coming up and saying, Hey, I, I want to be a part of the Bethel and worship team that like that, d- that how does not look like, okay, great. You're going to be on stage next week leading the whole service. Like, that does not mean you're a part of this team. You know, like, that is not the definition. Sure, it might be a behavior or a characteristic or a fruit of what it looks like to be a part of this team, but that's not what it means to be a part of this team. Like, I I lead at our school. I lead at, you know, Bethel Equip. I don't ever lead on a Sunday, you sure. know? Like, that's not, like, an area or a platform that is, like, um, in front of me right now or favor that's in front of me right now, and that's not a bad thing. Sure. But it gets really, really easy to let resentment build up and to let that you know, that stuff build up. And, you know, we teach this in the school of like, you know, you're going to be praying all year for breakthrough that the person next to you is going to get, and you're not going to get like that might happen. And what do you do in that moment? Like, what does honor look like in that moment? Yeah. Can you celebrate, can I celebrate Vanessa as my best friend and someone I love when she's doing something that I dream of doing? Yeah. You know, like that's a really, that's hard. It's yeah. a really hard thing to ask yourself. And when you're in the moment of really feeling it, like it, Man, that's that's in that moment. That's what it looks like to pull heaven down and yeah. be like, OK, this perspective gone scales off my eyes. Heaven, what do you see? You know, and it's not a like a fuzzy little band aid. that's like, oh, let's pull the perspective down and now you'll feel better and, and not deal with the thing you're really thinking about. No, like when you pull heaven down, that actually changes your mind completely, you know, yeah. to where your question is not, when am I going to be seen? Your question is like, OK, if this is my calling. What does it look like for me to do that right now? you know? And, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think we so often we want to, you know, at age 18, you get the call of like, I'm going to be a worship leader. This is what I'm going to do with my life. And then at age 18 and a half, you expect to be the headliner at passion conference or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and I think even in outside of the church world, even just in the corporate world, like, no, there's like steps you got to take, man. Like you gotta, you gotta grow, you gotta (laughs) process, you gotta learn. Like, I wake up one day and I'm like, I want to be the CEO of an IT company. And I knock on the door and I'm like, Hire me! <laughs> you know, like sure. that's just in a healthy way. You've got to go through process. You've got to grow. You've got to learn all these things. And especially when it comes to, um, not even just especially when it comes when it comes to anything, it's so important to have the time of being hidden and the time of growing. That's helpful, you know, because yeah. we've got to get to a place where we're big enough and strong enough to hold the weight of our destiny. Because if we don't, I mean the vessel will crack and it's a mess, you know, and messes can be cleaned up and that's great and that's wonderful. But, um, you know, Danny Silk was, was here recently talking about like throwing clay. Remember that he was talking about?
1: Wonderful. He brought it, we had a podcast with him. and I had to tell it again. It's so powerful. I was like, share this with the planet because that was a great (laughs) metaphor. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, you got to get the bubbles out because if you build the thing and put it in the kiln and there's bubbles in it, it's a bomb. It's going to explode, you know? And that's just a perfect example of like, you've got to be a vessel big enough and strong enough to hold the weight of, of the call that you've been given or the destiny that you've, you know, that the Lord has spoken over your life. And yeah.
1: Talk to us about um, what else is worship mm-hmm. besides singing, yeah. besides playing? Oh yeah. What else is it? Cause yeah. it can't just be that.
0: That's, That's th- a great question. What is, is it is to you?
2: Question. I love, uh, so the Bible has seven different definitions and translations for the word worship, I think, or maybe more. And it feels so powerful that like, it's not, yeah, it's not just standing on a stage with a microphone in front of your mouth and singing or with an instrument or whatever. Um, I remember we, we recently in the last year lost, um, a student had passed away that we like loved dearly And the next Sunday that we had service, Dan was opening, Dan Weber was opening worship. And he said, for some of you today, worship is going to be a sacrifice of praise it's going to be really hard to worship because you're in pain and you're hurting and you're sad and you're questioning and it's, and it's difficult to just all of a sudden step in and be joyful when that is such a reality in your life. Like he was talking to students that were close to her and, um, you know, he said, this is going to be a sacrifice of praise today. And and that is another form of worship. So I think it's so important to know that it doesn't just, you know, look one way. And I love, um, you know, there's, there's, Gosh, I'm trying to. There's like so many stories like flowing through my head that I'm like, oh, I'd love to share that. Oh, I'd love to share that. And I'm, I you know you know me. <laughs> I can be a long, long storyteller. I no, hear story <laughs> good um, storyteller. But <laughs> thank you. But but yeah, it's it's just it's so much more than that. And it looks like um, showing up to what's in front of you in the moment, whether you're in alone in the field tending to the sheep, or you know the king on the throne being, you know, ruling over an entire nation. Like in terms of David is sure, what I'm referring sure. to, <laughs> um, but you know, it, it doesn't matter the level. And I think that is where we have to kind of smash together what it looks like to have heaven and earth, like smack together and meet, because especially in America, like that's our culture. That's our normal is grow, be seen, be successful, maybe make a profit off of it, you know, and that's sure. not bad, but heaven doesn't look like that. Heaven doesn't look like step, 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 increasingly ascending to success. It looks like Zigzag one five a z really you know like it's so it's so not even any path it looks you like think roots of.
1: yes I mean, it looks ah, like the, good, you know the roots That's of a tree a great yeah. illustration it's a great well, illustration I, and we came up with the you know the the line straight towards the top which yeah. you know but it really growth looks like roots totally yeah, yeah. and they're does. all over the place and all they're over. fighting the whole time it dawned on me one day I told <laughs> Kevin I was like Kevin I'm having a revelation trees grow up against gravity and God did them both. Like, God made gravity <laughs> to pull us down, and he made everything to grow up.
2: Oh, that's yep. really beautiful.
1: That resistance is mm-hmm. just super healthy. Yep. And it's so, uh, it's natural, not mm-hmm. supernatural, to think that resistance means something bad. It yeah. doesn't. It is it is the way God made it.
2: Yeah. I think Jen recently said, um, adversity fans the flame of the Lord's presence. Wow. Um, or adversity fans the flame of revival yeah no his adversity fans the flame of the lord's presence it's presence presence <laughs> that when we were you know we're, we're met with that resistance we're met with we're met with adversity it becomes a giant fan that's just it's, it's fanning a flame to run s- smack dab in his presence
1: is worship just whatever you're doing unto the lord if you do it yeah. unto the lord does that make it worship
2: oh yeah i think there's worship and then there's praise you know and in okay. the bible there's like two of the the definitions there's there's worship, which is that, it's almost like honoring what you're doing with excellence and doing it well. If and I'm it has nothing. Yeah. If yeah. I'm
1: raising sweeties. Yeah. If I'm like, whatever I'm doing, if I'm talking to somebody. Totally. You know, I'm just doing it well unto you, Father. Like, I'll keep eye contact so they know you're valuable enough for me to look you in the eyeballs. Totally. Worship.
2: Okay. Totally. And then we have praise, which looks a lot more like the like musical lifting songs, singing songs, you know, like. Those are just two like really simple, pulled out like definitions of what it looks like. And that's why when we talk about praise and worship, it's praise and worship. It's not like praise slash worship because they're the same thing, you know? Right. It's like when um when people talk about uh um hope and um I oh, what did Dan Danny said this recently where he was talking about hope and faith. They're not the same thing, they're two that's very, it. very different things, you know. We have Faith, which is the rock that we stand on and we say, I'm going to believe in this. I'm going to believe in this. And then because we're not God, if and when it doesn't happen, we have hope to fall back on. And hope is in trusting in the nature of God, trusting in that, you know, but people so often just combine the two like they're the same word and they're radically different things, you know, but they go under the same beautiful umbrella of worship even, you know, having, you know, standing in faith and then falling back on his hope. That's worship. It's fully just trusting and leaning into him and who he is.
1: Well, what are you dreaming into now with worship? Where do you see what's happening Ah. in the future for Sam? (laughs) Where's your heart going? Where's it taking you?
2: Yeah, I'm having a lot of uh, transition in my life right now, um, which is great. It's beautiful. I love it. I feel like uh, the amount of times I've said that in my life is like astronomical. So I should just like, okay, that's the norm, transition.
1: It's (laughs) It's growth. You're just growing. You're a grower, Sam. So it's not, you know, if it doesn't stay the same, you're growing. Great. I'm
2: very committed, very committed to growth. Um. I, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of transition going on in my life right now. And, um, a huge thing that I feel like I'm noticing a big shift in is my worship, like, it feels like my, my heart is just, you know, just kind of clicking in, like, you know, like getting aligned with the chiropractor. Like I've just got this like, like alignment thing happening Mm -hmm. in me. And, um, I'm noticing like a radical change in my worship. Um, this past year I, I had a, Um, a night leading at school where like I didn't move around a bunch. It wasn't like it was like a really crazy physically active like set. And I walked off stage and I felt exhausted. Like my muscles felt like jelly, you know, like that. Like you like after you run a bunch or work out a bunch, Mm -hmm. and you just kind of like feel like jello. I felt like that. And um, I think it was Dan Weber that came up to me and he was like, you knocked something down tonight in the spirit. And I was like, I feel like I did. Like I physically feel like I just did a lot of physical energy, you know. And it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a witness. Mm-hmm. Kevin, I love you. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And so I just feel like, I, I just feel like I've been noticing just like a huge shift and, um, it's been really, it's been really cool and really fun to kind of daydream with Vanessa about like, Hey, like, where do you see me in this? You know, like I want to come under you and support you. And, um, she's had this like you know, beautiful structure where she has this like core team, you know, of leaders and, um, but that like a heart that her and I both talk about all the time is like, okay, but that's not where like a line is drawn. It's just like, you have to have structure. Like the Holy spirit is structure sure. in the church, you know, it's so, like structure is beautiful. It gives purpose. It gives vision, you know, and it feels like she's like built this like beautiful, like core thing where they have structure and purpose and vision. And then it's like now like a fun time to start dreaming about what, what else the rest of that looks like. And sure. so I was like, you know, where do you, um, what, what's your heart? Like, where do you see me doing things in this? And then where do you like, see me kind of fitting in and filling in. And, um, I feel, and we both just feel like I just have this desire for like connection and like networking on a, you know, on a very simple like characteristic level and connection and and just finding like, um, ways to make those roots overlap, you know, finding ways to make those, those roots that you're talking about, like connecting among people within a thing. And
1: Sam, you are gifted in Mm -hmm. that area.
2: You really are. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Um, so yeah, so I just feel like that's been a fun thing That's been shifting in me And it's kind of hard to explain um, But I just feel like an authority uh, uh, Like a authority coming over me That maybe hasn't been there before When it comes to worship and my worship When I'm leading a specific set Like I felt like an authority coming out of my voice In the last, maybe I mean, just like two weeks wow. More so than I ever had before Wow. Um, which just felt really cool And I saw, like I've just been writing a lot Like songwriting's just kind oh of been great. like exploding in my heart Which has oh, been fun Oh, that's awesome yeah, it's been really fun <laughs> wow. I like it, I like, I like writing songs And this is one that I feel like I've been writing for like a year and a half And uh, what's crazy is every time Jen teaches She'll say almost word for word things that I like feel like oh. I've written in that song <laughs> So after like the third That's time fun. it happened was before her book came out I was like, I gotta talk to you I was like, why are you like prophesying my life? <laughs> I was like, cut it out and uh, it was just, but it's just cool. So it just feels like it, that, that feels like even a neat thing, a way that the Lord works when it comes to worship and songwriting is, mm-hmm. it's not just about uh, making like a, a melody or a, um, choosing a string of words that's going to like grip someone's heart so that it's a popular song. You know, right. it's not about that.
1: Yeah. What but is it about then? I'm sorry, baby. Okay, <laughs> what is it about? Because I know that's part of it. I mean, that yeah, would be great.
2: Totally. But totally. when you
1: write, what are you writing towards? What are you writing from? Why do you write?
2: Totally. There's um, there's a thousand reasons. Uh, there's obviously, there's a great, there's nothing wrong with like, okay, I want to write a song that can be sung. I want to write a song right. that can that like sweep planet. up people. Yeah. That can like, everyone can get in together and like be like a big you know, corporate like song that we can all sing together. Um, and then sometimes I'll, I'll find myself like writing something that feels like, Oh, this feels too sorely. You know, this feels too like out there and like, and this isn't like a, and I have to challenge myself to be like, okay, well maybe it's not supposed to be a corporate song then, you know, like maybe this is supposed to be something different and, and just learning to lean into the Holy spirit in those moments. And maybe it's a, You know, it's not a, like, I'll listen to an album and be like, and you can easily hear like, oh, that's a song that'll easily be, easily be sung in a service. That's one that'll be sung in a service. And then you'll hear one where you're like, oh, that's probably not a service song. And I, in those moments when I find that song, I'm like, I'm going to sit in this one then for a while. Because it feels like because of that, yeah, the intentions were different in this song where, okay, maybe this won't be sung corporately easily at a church, but there's, that means there's something in here that's really powerful that felt like it could not be taken down or could not be shifted so to match that
1: is there a place for all songs then
2: yeah i think so Great. i absolutely think so and i love when i when i go to church at Newark, like when we do songs here that break that pattern uh-huh. it gets really easy to get mm-hmm. into like a script you know sure like back in the day the way songs were written it was you know verse verse chorus verse key change and that was the like big like right. crescendo of the whole song and now it's Verse verse chorus verse bridge for twenty minutes. You know, like yeah. now that's what we do.
1: <laughs> Which is start bad. with bridge. Yeah. Bridge yeah. shows up in the next three songs. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or just like do you guys ever see John Chris made that um, Coachella like Christella thing?
1: Yes, it was. Yeah, so and one of the funny. things on the bottom was
2: Bethel Music with a 30 minute set playing one song. <laughs> like, yeah, it sounds about right. We do that, you know. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. But it's true,
2: you know. Like it, uh, that feels like the way it is now, which isn't bad. Like it's just, yeah. You know, as culture grows and changes, so does the music industry, and the Christian music industry is not any different, you know. Um, but it's, it's good and it's okay to challenge ourselves to be like, okay, do I, do I feel the need to follow that mold? That's not bad right now. Or do I want to, I feel like this is supposed to say the way that it is and sure. there's yeah. room for that, you know? Sure. Awesome.
0: So I, I, I was thinking about this cause you know, I think, I think songs that are, that are in, in a body's like a church body's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about scriptures, the scripture that says that, um, you know, they, they sung to one another in Psalms songs and spiritual songs yeah, and spoke to one another and sang to one another. And, uh, and I think it's really important that the songs that are in a body's heart, um, not just from like one person, but people that are writing is actually for the edification of the body totally. and, um, that we're actually supposed to be singing that back and forth to one another to encourage wow. our destiny yeah, um, and where we're headed as a body of believers um, and as a church, as a church uh, unit, so um, and and the church as a whole. I mean, uh, us. I mean, as Bethel, of course, but um, but for the church as a whole, like it's really powerful um, when people release their songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm glad to know that you're writing. That's so cool.
1: This is cool.
2: Yeah, I had yeah. the opportunity once at Living Proof to lead yeah. a lead a song that I wrote. I don't know if you guys were there that night. I but don't I, know
1: what was the song. I would remember <laughs> if we were
2: there. Uh, it's oh, I, it's called Only Love is that the br- that bridge of course uh fear you have to leave you have no place i don't know if I remember it. it was a crazy moment for me like wow. literally it was one of those things where i was like i could never do this again and that would be okay because that felt
1: so powerful to me how was that satisfying yeah, yeah.
2: cuz 16 year old me would have never thought that i would have been trusted and empowered to write a song and lead it And a worship service. Because sixteen year old me was told, You don't have the power to speak for God. Stop it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You know? What a redeeming moment. It was so it was so crazy. And it was it felt like one of those things where I was like, I asked the Lord, like, is it okay that I feel like that this is kind of like maybe just for me? And he was like, Yeah. You know, like that's okay. (laughs) Because it it wasn't written for that purpose. You know what I mean? And it was written for obviously like to, to edify the Lord and to speak, like, the truth of, like, what he had, like, spoken to me, and, but in a moment, like, when it happened, I was, like, oh, wow, this feels like you did this just for me, and that's okay, like, this is awesome, you know, yeah. it was so amazing.
1: Well, it's about time to wrap it up, but. Already, are you serious? I was that time I just glanced, I was, like, what? It goes but so fast. S- speak to, t- to the people that are listening that do want to be on the platform, and then I'm going to ask you another question, but, release something for them because it's a beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful gift that people like my Ava, I'm thinking about her. She's 15 and she's thinking at this point, she wants to be a praise and worship leader. Love that. I know. So speaking to that, I know that girl, (laughs) she can do it.
2: Yeah. I think, um, we have to like blow up our expectation of the, how something is going to happen. That's really good. Um, because we, you, that, that, it just creates resentment it creates bitterness it creates disappointment and frustration you know we always talk about hope deferred makes the heart sick and i love that story of lazarus you know where they're like jesus come heal me sick come on what are you doing get over here get over here and they send word and they send word and he doesn't come And he gets there and they're mad and they're upset because they're like, well, he died, Jesus, like way to go, (laughs) you know. And, you know, there's a thousand reasons why people like, you know, communicate why Jesus wept in that moment. And I was reading it one time and it felt like it spoke so much to my heart that he for one of the reasons why he took a moment and just wept was because he was like, oh, you don't even know what I can do. You know, like he was sad for the the lack of not like faith or belief, but that hope. Yeah. Yeah. And they had hope in him healing Lazarus, but they didn't have hope in him raising him from the dead. Yep, You know, their hope wasn't there. And so that felt like such a powerful thing. And so we have to blow up our expectation of the how, like we can't think like, okay, this is how it's going to happen. You on board Jesus. Cool. (laughs)
1: Like, see you there. You know, nobody's saying that, but that is, but we we feel it. We totally do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's that like beautiful line of, um, declaration is powerful and I can manipulate God, Right. you know? And it's like, Okay, let's walk that. Like, well, we'll just walk that line forever, and that's great. You that's know terrible. what I mean? And um, So I think we've got we've got to blow up the expectation of the how and just fully trust um, that if he spoke it to you, he's not in the business of tricking you, so right. he's going to make it happen, you know? He, like, there's I just don't think that there's anything in God's heart that he would put a picture in front of your face, you know, a, right. a dream in front of you, and then you get to the end of your life, and he's like, psych, <laughs> gotcha. Right. Like, I just right. don't, right. you know? So we just got to trust in that, like, if you spoke it, you're going to make it happen. And I just trust you. Like I do. And I just blow up my expectation of the how, because when he spoke that word and a few others to me, you know, at that prayer week, everything he said was like so far from any reality of my life at that moment, you know? And I remember I got to a point in first year where I was on stage leading worship and I just like felt like he opened my eyes and I was like, you did it. You, you literally did it. Like, I'm doing it. I'm doing exactly like in the other like few words that he spoke. Like, I was leading worship. No, it wasn't. It wasn't first year. It was third year. I was leading worship. I was married, and um, I was like, "You did it. You literally made it happen." And everything that I, you know, had so much fear that would never come true, but cared so much about, and never wanted myself to believe that it could. You literally <laughs> wow. did it.
1: You know? <laughs> like, oh my goodness!
2: I didn't even try. <laughs> I didn't wow. like make a plan and say, "Okay, so here's what we're gonna do to develop this. We're gonna go here and go here." And go. Like, I was like, "You're just gonna have to make it happen," and he literally
1: did. Like wow. he's that good,
2: yeah. That's
1: it's beautiful, so great. helpful. Okay, speak to people that just love to worship, and they have no—I mean, they're not—they're not even thinking. Don't even mm-hmm. put a mic in front of my face. I, <laughs> but I love to worship the Lord. Like speaking of that, release, release something beautiful, whatever's uh-huh. in your heart, to just like to the worshipers.
0: Totally, yeah, it's
2: good. Babe. Do not stop. That's awesome. <laughs> they're so. It's not just like a cute phrase to say. Like everybody's a worship leader. You it's know, beautiful. like, it's not some, like, passive-aggressive, like, oh, you're a worship leader thing that people say when they, like, don't know what to tell you and they're afraid to tell you the truth. Like, it's that's not the, patronizing. That's the lie that comes up is, right. like, oh, you're just saying that because, like, you're afraid to tell me the truth. No, like, okay. literally everybody is a worship leader. There have been so many moments where I've been on stage leading and I've, like because of like it being a similar melody or whatever, I'll like hear like a song of like, oh, okay, God, is that a chorus that like you want me to sing right now? And I'll take an in ear out for a second, which I am so with you. We were talking about in ears <laughs> earlier. Like it's so you gotta go with the crowd and it's hard <laughs> to hear. When them. you're a people when person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole other conversation. My people, my people. But I'll pull an in ear out to just like hear what the room is doing and like uh I'm trying like Kirby Roundtree will be singing something. Right. And Kirby? and I'll be like and I'll and I'll feel it like more powerful than then I was just even feeling the song. I was just singing, and I'm like, yeah. ooh, let's wow. go there. And in that moment, he led me, you know? Yep. Sure. And I'm like, yes, let's go, Father. And and I am taking the tool that was put in front of me, which is a microphone, to sing what the body is singing and to That's sing beautiful. what, like, the heart of God is singing yeah. in that moment. So and great. that doesn't mean that, like, I, I had to come up with it for that to be so, you oh, know? I love it. Um, So just ke- oh, keep doing it, you know? And we all have a, a part to play in that, and we all have something to bring to the table i mean flagging dancing like there are moments where i feel so moved in worship just by watching someone just like dance Truly, you know and so just uh, don't stop if there's anything in you that like just wants to be like i don't normally dance but i really feel like i'm supposed to twirl around right now do it that's worship (laughs) do not stop yeah like just hear his call and run to obey whatever it is
1: sam that's beautiful just beautiful Okay, well, we at the end of B.A. Chats, we always open it up to our guests if they're hearing anything or they have a word of knowledge. We've seen some beautiful things. Yeah, we uh, really have. But we open it up. You're more than welcome to share. Are you hearing anything, sweetie? Uh,
0: nope, not this very moment, but... You know, I, am,
1: I have been hearing something <laughs> this whole time. I've been Love waiting it. to see if it came up in conversation. It didn't, so I'm going to say that it. it. it's a word. Do it. I feel like there are people that are hearing that are definitely at worship worship leaders, actual worship leaders, um, physical worship leaders. So people that would have microphones and things like that. And, and the Lord is opening, opening up apostolic doors. So Mm -hmm. there are doors that were set aside for such a time as this, and it's time for that other, another beautiful shift, like another big, huge jump, like the way that we jumped from hymns to Open the eyes of my heart. The first time oh, we heard Daryl Evans, you know, we were like,
0: Shut what
1: up. in the world? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Let the river, what? <laughs> and I mean, we just couldn't get up off the floor because we had never, you know, heard it.
0: Didn't yeah. know it was possible.
1: And um, I'm just feeling that again, like it, it's time for apostles to rise up in music. Oh, that's that beautiful. That just are maybe. seeing yeah. uh, further and that can, um, you know, apostles just see for so far. They see so far ahead, it makes them look funny in the present. (laughs) That's people's problem. Our problem with apostles, we're like, what? And you're thinking it doesn't fit. It's just that far ahead. But I feel like it's time um, for uh, that gifting to rise up. And so... Don't be afraid to start hearing new things and building new things, at least in your heart and your imagination, and start to step out because it just feels like it's time for another, another transition, like mm-hmm. another new, beautiful, yeah. you know, to get to know Jesus in another way through worship and praise. That's
0: beautiful. Yeah. yeah.
1: That felt huge. Again, I kept waiting for it to ping, and so anyway, it didn't start so no. thinking it was just a word. Just a word. There <laughs> is a word, yeah. Yeah. It's the word.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, you got anything?
2: Yeah, I um, I feel like there's a giant in the world of worship um, of like bitterness and resentment, disappointment, like that kind of thing that we were talking on. And um, I felt like when you, when Rachel, you were just talking like that. There's maybe there's someone listening that needs to have a conversation that they've been terrified to have. That's helpful. That needs to um, either apologize or ask questions to a leader that they've been really terrified to have. Um, and I think the, the, the reason for being terrified comes from a lack of belief, belief in your value or belief in your worth. Um, like that that leader noticing you and recognizing you and, and agreeing with your destiny does not um, create your value. You walk into the conversation already having value, you know. That's so good. if you walk into the conversation and the conversation ends with them saying, I love you and you're great, but I just don't agree that that's what you're supposed to do right now. That doesn't that's mean cool. that your value changes because of that yeah, leader's true. affirmation. You know, like, you know, our core value, honor affirms value. Honor does not create value. It affirms the value that you already have. That's you awesome. know, um, anyway, so I feel like I, I feel like there's someone, maybe multiple people that need to have a conversation with a leader, need to have some brave communication with a leader. If you've never heard of brave communication, Oh, you hear this it. word. Go look it up before you have that conversation. <laughs> Super um, helpful, <laughs> you know. But I, I feel like there's there's a lot that's going to be like stirred up. There may be someone yeah. that's like stirring up in in them, and that's good. They're even like feeling the physiological reaction of like, oh no, my heart's racing. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Do it. That's good. Same <laughs> have that's the good conversation. Word. That's yeah. worship too, right?
0: yes Grace, grace, grace.
1: too. That's good. That's yeah. good.
0: So I just heard a, I heard I heard a couple things. Um, one was that um. I feel like there's a couple of worship leaders that are um, contending for uh, miracles and signs and wonders to actually happen when they lead worship mm. and when their team uh, writes and just release, releases music. And um, i just going to tell you, it's totally accessible and you can have it. Yeah, and good. he's And he's going to release it. And so be, begin to declare that. Um, over your team, over your atmosphere, release the songs that are inside of you because they are, um, for healing They're for the healing of nations. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I believe, uh, miracles of healing, um, and, uh, and actually miracles of finance are going to start to happen when you worship. So release those songs. Yeah. Yeah. Release them. Okay. That's what I'm hearing.
2: Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Okay, people, we love you. We bless you. Sam Medlin, thank you for coming. You're welcome. Love oh my, you guys so much. <laughs> oh, we love You're you wonderful. so much. So much. We, we just encourage all of us to just, you know, we don't have to leave worship. That's my favorite perspective on worship. That's you just don't leave. Babe. You just mm-hmm. set up this open-hearted position with the Lord where you just worship him constantly. And So mm-hmm. we just bless you in your worship. Bless you in your praise. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And your destiny. And your That's destiny. You. It's awesome.
1: We love you, girl. You're our favorite. Oh, I love y'all.
0: Thanks for coming. Hey, <laughs> you guys, remember always and every day that we love you.
1: And Jesus loves you, too.